the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck, he's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson, and this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so empty. It's a fantastic Friday. So Squirrel will be stepping it up a notch when it comes to the music. But we're going to focus what we focused on Monday. See, the bureaucracy is what the problem is. These are the bit players, and... For lack of a better word, it's entertaining when you look at these buffoons and stooges. The nature of democracy is, is it's, there, there are two sides to it in terms of the nature of it. Oh, shut the hell up and put your shirt on. In the meantime, it's a republic thing, Bat, and there's a reason they use the word democracy. There's a reason they hide their fascism and their Marxism behind the Trojan horse of liberalism. There's a reason they pretend to care about people when the ramifications of their policies are bankruptcy and disaster. And that reason is, well, they're entertaining us. A bureaucracy, a leviathan of corruption, is creeping behind them with absolute and total control. I received a text message from my friend, uh, at Wilkins Mazda, Steve. And he sent out a new thing from the uh, NHTSA.gov. They're trying to implement 58 miles per gallon by the year 2032. What they're trying to do is regulate you into servitude. But more than servitude, just to strip away the luxuries we've become accustomed to, which is why they're attacking everything from appliances in your in your home, to everything that is in your garage. This is the plot to destroy your quality of life. And before you know it, this nation will be what that hellhole is, California or Illinois or New York. It'll be commonplace to have the rolling blackouts that they have in Europe. You see, they had their way with us called COVID. They saw that they broke us, and we had very little resistance to it, aside from moving to different areas of the country. And they're determined to do it this far. So when you hear Kamala Harris come out and talk about democracy, or when you hear the dimwit Joe Biden. Anybody who honestly believes climate change is not a serious problem. What he understands is the people that have already shown support for him and his mafia will always show support. And what they need is that failed virtue of a mission where they're on course, and then they'll talk about democracy. Because in a democracy... 51% can take away all the rights of the 49%. That's why they keep using this phrase. Isn't that right, Dingbat? The nature of democracy is, is, it's, there, there are two sides to it in terms of the nature of it. There's a duality. On the one hand, when democracy is in... I know it's hard, Squirrel. I know this is a word salad and she's an idiot who wants to pose herself as a professor. But I want you to do what Willie Brown used to do. Just start taking your shirt off. Nod in your head and go, okay. By the time she's done with her stupidity, you'll be naked. Intact. It is incredibly strong. 
In terms of the strength, it bestows on the individuals in terms of their rights and their freedoms. Incredibly strong in terms of... That's how a stupid person pretends to be passionate. Under no democracy, in particular this democracy, does anybody's rights get to supersede yours? They don't get to beat your rights out of you with the virtue in theirs, which is why their schemes are all at the tip of a spear, all force. You see, they can't sell their agenda by cooperation. There's not enough stupid people to partake. They'll get the third of morons that would vote for Democrats, no matter how much evidence of corruption and stupidity, like Joe Biden. They'll always get a third of morons. But they need the force of fascism behind it. What it does for its people. On the other hand, it's very fragile. Oh, boy. A democracy will only be as intact as our willingness to fight for it. And so fight we must and fight we will. All right, does that mean you're going to fight me? Because I know you stole it. You're a lion, thief, and whore. And on top of it, you're trying to hide your fascism with a veil of what? Compassion and sympathy as you steal from the American people. And that's why, as this idiot was speaking, the Treasury Department somehow gets to appoint a czar, some nameless bureaucrat by the name of Ethan Zindler. But see, he wasn't always a bureaucrat. Twelve years ago, he starts out with a mission where, if you remember, Al Gore, after he lost the presidency, went on a mission of saying the world was going to end in 2012. It didn't matter how wrong they were. They always somehow made money and retained power. One of his apparatchiks, one of the cohorts of corruption in this, is, a, is this now czar, Ethan Zidler. Over the last six or seven years, we've seen an average of about $300 billion a year going into clean energy technologies. And just real quick, uh, the definition that we're using here for clean energy is renewables, which is really wind and solar, geothermal and small hydro projects. It is what we call energy smart technologies. Uh, it's biofuels. But what it's not is natural gas. I'm not counting nuclear here. Uh, it's a pretty narrow definition. It's whatever they want it to be, because the most successful renewable energy this planet has is oil. And natural gas. It's the, it's the most effective. It's what gave us the luxury that these fascist morons are willing to throw away. And by the way, every alternative they have, an absolute fraud. Now that's from more than 12 years ago. This is from three days ago. Solar panels that don't work. And the company that installed them is now bankrupt. That's left homeowners who spent tens of thousands of dollars looking for answers. Channel 2 consumer. See, now the way that they get these idiots to put solar on their house is they think they're going to get something. That's, they, they honestly think they're going to get it. costs costs $80,000, and they tell you it'll save you 50 a month. Thankfully, none of these idiots, Democrats, know how to do math. They're not worried about breaking even of their costs because they're told they're going to make something. What I find astonishing is how cheap these whores are. Our investigator Justin Gray live in downtown Atlanta. Justin, you've learned Georgia's attorney general is now investigating this company, Pink Energy. Yeah, Linda, we've confirmed that Attorney General Chris Carr's office has an open and active investigation into Pink Energy. We've also learned from the bankruptcy trustees that they acknowledge that there are customers whose systems simply do not work. You wanted the max. Um, yeah. 
I wanted to make sure make make money and um, and keep my bill down. Ozdies spent eighty thousand dollars. It's not working. It has not worked one day. It's a twenty-seven panel solar system. He was told would generate so much electricity. He'd be making money each month. They subtracted two dollars, made two dollars. The panels sold and installed by. So wait a minute, though. You spent eighty thousand to make two dollars. Is that a day? Is that a week? Is that a month? Is that a minute? You do know if it's a day, it'll take you forty thousand days to break even, don't you, dummy? Pink Energy only generated two dollars worth of electricity last month, and Dee's is far from the only Pink Energy customer complaining. It's a month, squirrel. It's a month. That's going to take a lot of months to get even, isn't it, Squirrel? Boy, it's like one of those windmills. Customers like Becky Harrington. We were sold a Lamborghini, and we were delivered a broke-down Pinto. And Doug Bonjour. We were promised that we would have no power bill whatsoever. And we had a power bill. Pink Energy originally went by the name Power Home Solar. And la- you know why they changed their name? They're like every flim-flam Democrat operation in the ghettos, whether it's Detroit or Chicago. They get indictments, they get bad ratings, and they have to stay in front of lawsuits. So these scams, solar and wind, they're always changing their name to avoid lawsuits. Last year, Pink Energy declared bankruptcy. The bankruptcy trustee is acknowledging there are many unhappy customers, writing that the trustee is mindful that there are many customers who have solar panels not installed, not working properly, or not working at all, but that they will be unable to complete or repair any customer's solar panel systems. So none of this garbage works. Nobody would... I mean, there's got to be more than just two-thirds of the people that can read in this country to know how much $80,000 in and how long it takes to even break even. But how do you get people to do it? You tell them you're going to give them welfare. You call it an incentive. You call it subsidy. You call it something. Overall. So even with that narrow definition, you see about a third of a trillion dollars going in every year into the clean energy sector. If you look... 12 years ago, a third of a trillion dollars every year, and that money was stolen to these apparatchiks of corruption. See, most of the people that put it in know it's fake. Everybody knows it's fake. So you have a third of a trillion dollars from 12 years ago, every year getting bigger, every year getting wasted. What do you think that could do for our economy? You know, the real one. What would it do for workers in the real economy? There's no way to quantify the devastation of having this entire industry. This is an entire industry. And you know my favorite part about this? You know who uh, goes into this industry? Oil companies and gas companies. You're ironically paying the same people, and they think they're on the cutting edge of innovation. You're just frauds. Get about the 100 gigawatts of, of solar that was you gotta built around gigawatts. the world. You don't want 200. Year, about half you don't want of that 80. was in China, 50,000 megawatts. It's just an unbelievable uh, number. To put that in context, that's about four times as much as the U.S. has ever built in one year before, uh, and China's grid, uh, you know, represents something like I don't know, four percent of the total build that was added. Uh, to- what this is doing, by the way, is making what Donald Trump tried to do by strengthening our grid. You remember he signed that order? Well, that doesn't mean anything anymore. They didn't go forward with that. So at the same time, they're forcing us to draw more and more energy from our grid that was really not improved the way it was sold to the American people the more and more they destroy it.
I'm Ethan Zindler with Bloomberg New Energy Finance. We're a research firm that provides data and research to major investors in the clean energy sector. We track policy, technology, and investment trends in clean energy. We were founded as an independent company six years ago in London. We were acquired by Bloomberg and our division of Bloomberg now uh, as of today. But I live in Washington. Bloomberg also has a news story, doesn't he? Boy, that's great. When you have investments in an industry and then you own the news company that gets to lie about your investment, thus massively fluffing up the cost. Starting to see a pattern here? D.C. and we just lived through a miserably unpleasant hot summer. So I guess in the most basic sense. Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. It's 12 years ago. It was hot. Once again, it's hot. Here's a news flash for you fracking morons. In summer, it gets hot, and then in winter, it gets cold. And if you live, depending on where you live, there's a little transition called fall and spring. You guys, you you haven't missed a trick, have you? I suffer along with everybody else who's um, experienced some of the wild ups and downs of climate change in the past five years. We suffered through it. They've been selling this bull dung for more than half a century. At least eight times in the past million years, it has advanced and retreated with clockwork regularity. If we are unprepared for the next advance, the result could be hunger and death on a scale unprecedented in all of history. What scientists are telling us now is that the threat of an ice age is not as remote as they once thought. I wonder how much money they were stealing when Leonard Nimoy was selling the ice age theory versus now how we're going to burn up. You see, all they need is a good story. The American people will nod their head as a third of a trillion dollars has been siphoned off every year for who knows how many years. Whoever audits them. Who's audited the Treasury? 312-642-5600. Illogical. Make money, smoke cigars, and live free on The Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. You see what these... Homely Marxist mafia members have figured out is how to nullify Congress. See, we are in control of Congress. What gives Janet Yellen man hands, the Viagra slayer? The only one that's happy she's got a job is her husband. In the meantime, what gives man hands the ability to create this entire entity? Uh, Secretary Yellen says Zindler will take decisive action to fight climate change and use the full force of the Treasury Department on domestic and international policymaking. That's not their job. What is the, that is not the mission statement of the Treasury Department. They do not have this authority. Yellen promises that, as climate czar, Zindler will develop an, an advanced, robust climate finance agenda and further spore in historic clean energy investments across the United States. Zindler now heads up the Treasury Department's climate hub that was created under the Biden administration. You see, this is how important it was for them to steal the election. Because none of this could have ever happened with a president who understood exactly what the role of Congress is. This is not the Treasury Department's job. Do you think a congressman will pull his head out of his ass long enough to read the frackin' information that he's been nullified and circumvented? These idiots. They're too busy raising money and telling lies. Steve, Arlington Heights. How you doing, Sean? Happy Friday. Happy Friday. Uh, love your show as always. Don't you think it's kind of ironic that, you know, nuclear is the cleanest, most efficient energy on the planet, and they could run electric whatever on it, and instead they dump the trillions into solar and... Steve, I'm going to help you, babe, because good people people think 
that governments want solutions and efficient systems. They do not. That's not where their strength is. They need failure. It's within failure and chaos that the people turn a blind eye and let these corrupt, evil, rotten liars steal more power than they were ever intended to have. So we have all the answers. The real answer is natural gas. Natural gas is by far the answer. And we are the richest country that we know of for now on the planet. And instead, they're not looking for that. They're looking for the scam. Brother, do you know what a third of a trillion dollars every year for the last 14 years is? Just stolen. They're not going to give that up. You think they want the solution? They like the chaos. By the way, the technology of solar has never worked. Solar and wind suck. It's a scam. Thank you. Thank you very much, brother. I got clip after clip of people getting taken. It doesn't matter. Are you getting taken more by solar companies or by your government? Now, Dees is still paying a big electric bill and the loan payment on this $80,000 worth of equipment that does not work. That's because you're a pigeon. You're a pigeon. You thought you were going to make something for nothing. You made nothing. And now you're out of pocket. Welcome to a Democrat-run sewer. Uh, Bill Hinsdale. Sean, how you doing, bud? Uh, I've been, obviously, uh, hearing all day about what this Devin Archer is going to testify to and they have the answers of what he's going to say. That's why there there should be no trust in politicians and Congress and anyone. How do they know what he's going to say on Joe Biden when he hasn't even said it yet? Bill, it's a fracking theater to keep us cl- calm and keep us unaware of what exactly is happening to the leviathan of corruption called the bureaucracies. These are bit players. Devin Archer, all of a sudden, he's a good guy. I, I, I'm just amazed how many times Republicans fall for this stuff. I don't give a rip if, De- if Devin Archer has an Epstein moment or not. I really don't care. In the meantime, how could you not know what this idiot this buffoon in diapers really was. For example, we should, uh, in the international effort, we've, we've got a commitment to you know, plant a billion trees over the next several years. World- you stupid son of a dog. Then how come you're cutting them down to put up your wind farms, you moron? Because there's money in it. Lots of money you can cipher and steal. That's why he's from Delaware. How many, how many uh, LLCs did he have? As many as the one building? When they got $3.8 million in one building? Freckin' whole state's a scam. Devin... Gulf Breeze, Florida. Hey, Sean. Um, thanks for uh, exposing all of this corruption and pointing it out. And what you're doing is you're pointing it out at the policy and government level. But this just happened to me this week. Um, my son was gifted a book from a family member, Usborne Lift the Flap book, See Inside Planet Earth. It's supposed to be full of facts, you know, 100 little factoids, lift the flaps. Well, I started documenting this, the, the verbiage in this book. 70% of the little blurbs are about how what we're doing on Earth is bad. Um, Things like, you know, suggesting take rides um, by train or ride with a friend. Vehicles are bad. Um, (laughs) They're starting to brainwash our children. I want people to look out for these things because this stuck into my house. You know, my son was lifting it up and reading it, and I was like, oh, let's take a look. It is brainwashing material. Yeah, next thing and you know, he's outside of an age. airport banging a tambourine. I completely understand, Devin. But here, here, here's the thing that is a diabolical facet of this. Because they have the captured system and because they have the captured audience, it's almost as if people are no longer curious as to why all of their predictions have been wrong for 70 years. And then you realize what the problem really is. And it's what the communists always accused Americans of, of being spoiled, entitled, and rich. So what they did, 
is they figured out, let's infiltrate the systems and we'll use the government and the, and the idea of liberty and freedom against them in the form of regulation. And we'll tell them we must do it. And before you know it, it is a bureaucratic coup d'etat of liberty. That's what we're living through. And the bit players mean jack because there's bureaucracies with 22 million morons that work for the government. 22 million. It is the largest employer anywhere in the world. And the only way they keep their job is by figuring out how to take our freedom. It's that simple. And, and, and in there lies the problem. In there lies the problem. And, then, and all you got to do to get your while, kid back. You'll have generations that won't fight back because they've been brainwashed growing up that uh, kind of checks out, but it's all Devin, wrong. Devin, sooner you. or later does Jimmy Carter rattle die. And when he does show your kid in the 1970s when Jimmy Carter won and all his panic and all his wrong information about oil and how the biggest fear was an ice age and show him how wrong he was because maybe that'll snap him out of it because... Something tells me people are getting sick and tired of wrong answers. Of course, there are still Democrats left. 312-642-5600. If I didn't get to you, I'll get to you after the break. He will never negotiate his constitutional rights with the government. Live free or die on The Sean Thompson Show. At AM560, The Answer. So I went into this topic this morning first thing first segment of the show and we talked yesterday about how sam bankman freed you want to talk about the fix being in it is irrelevant if it's hunter or if it's sam bankman freed this is this is astonishing what's going on here welcome back campaign finance charges against disgraced ftx founder sam bankman freed uh, dropped in a New York courtroom. Cheryl Cassoni tells us why. Cheryl. Maria, good morning again. We are learning there was a legal technicality in his extradition paperwork. U.S. District Judge Lewis. A legal technicality in his extradition paperwork. Man, it's good to be on the side of absolute and total mafia. You could get away with anything. This rat bastard. How much money did he steal? The biggest crypto failure in history is probably FTX at $9 billion. Were you the chairman of the SEC when FTX collapsed? Yes. And how many times did you meet with FTX prior to their collapse? That's that turtle with no shell Ginsler. Oh, is he fugly. And a Goldman Sachs alum. In fact, he was at Goldman Sachs when all the credit swaps were being done. He didn't know nothing. He's a good and loyal Democrat. First appointed when Barack, who likes big butts and he cannot lie, first won the office and then when Joe Biden stole the office. I think my public record shows, too. You met it with FTX at least twice. And arguably, the second biggest crypto failure in history was Terra Luna. Who was the chairman of the SEC when Terra Luna collapsed, sir? We had brought... Uh, you were, sir, reclaiming my time. You were. This- the fix is fracking it. And see, here's how this works. You just give 30% back. You just kick it back and you donate it to these Democrat rats. It's why the teacher union donates 99.9%, or La Cosa Nostra, unions of the UAW, or you name it. It's why they all the organized syndicates kick to the Democrats. And then when you get caught, don't worry about it. We got all kinds of technicalities. Kaplan accepting prosecutors' request to drop the charge. The 31-year-old disgraced crypto king was accused of siphoning nearly $100 million from Alameda Research. And- $100 million? Guy had billions. Sure he did. Stacks and stacks. Was he audited? I don't think he was. Uh, George Naperville. Sean, if it's going to get that hot, could they at least have gambling and marijuana in these cooling centers that people are going to go to for 
shelter. Last time I was in the sewer, I had to go down Harlem Avenue, and I made a left mistakenly. I was heading south, and I couldn't get over how the smell of weed in the air. I can't get over it. What a what a freaking get! You got to hope for cold weather. It's the benefit. It freezes it, and it doesn't smell like uh, Bob Marley's uh, concert. Thank you very much, George. Yeah, Illinois, you got the weed and you got the gambling. You're going to be fine. Don't worry about the fact that the vast majority of the people losing that money and buying that weed is buying it with public sector welfare money. Brian and Gurney. Gurney, Brian. Hey, Sean, uh, what about this climate change crap? All the weather forecasters said, oh, it's dangerous heat, dangerous heat, and it's climate change. All about climate change. But they want you to buy electric cars so they can live in their 15-minute cities. That's what it's all about. Well, it's about control, number one, but it's also about controlling perspective, right? And that's why they came up with something. After the Ice Age, the phony Ice Age that Leonard Nimoy and and, uh, Jimmy Carter, who is hanging on... After they tried to sell the Ice Age debacle and they were wrong, they said, we got to make things worse because they're getting wise to us. We've been wrong now for 30 years. we got to figure it out. I know. We'll do something called an index. And all of the data that they compared against never had an index. That's why no one understands it was far hotter in 1933, far than it is right now. But they didn't have an index. And not to mention, we've only been keeping records since 1880. Hmm. What do you think? Well, there's information that the earth is at least, I mean, if I'm, I know it's going to make the religious people mad, at least 12,000 years old, if not. Are you kidding me? It's millions of years old. Millions and millions and millions. You have no information, no perspective. They don't know anything. Peter, Chicago. Bye. Craig, Mount Greenwood. Oh. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking my call. No problem. Uh, Hey, I, you got to take and uh, play this clip from uh, Kamala. When uh, remember when they uh, stole the uh, White House? I mean, Kamala. Called, she was jogging and she I called up Joe. I got it. I got it. What are you nuts? Have you, baby? Is this, is this your first time listening to the show? We did it, Joe. You're going to be the next president of the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then he had to go get his diaper changed. He was oh God! Bad. Never able to answer. Amy, Wisconsin. Hey, Sean, how are you? Splendid. How are you? I'm good, but I'm in Chicago this weekend. Ooh, it's stinky down here. You know what I mean? <laughs> Amy, listen to me. I don't know how old you are, but I'm going to talk to you like I'm your father. You keep your head on a fracking swivel, and you run where you're going. Don't mess around, and don't make direct eye contact, like prison. Don't make direct eye contact. No talk to strangers. <laughs> I know. It's like I, I cross the border, and I get scared you know what i mean i'm like oh my god um but anyway i was gonna call about that guy who was saying that the book is all about like you know cars are bad whatever i took my two boys to see um this like new spider-man movie a couple weeks ago i have no idea what what it's about whatever is he a woman in it is spider-man a transgendering (laughs) woman yeah spider lady no i mean it's kind of bad i don't know um, right. But anyway, so I we go to the movie, and I'm noticing so many subtle, just ridiculous, woke things. <laughs> like the kid had a yeah. backpack with a BLM with a BLM um, uh, like sticker on it on the backpack. In, in the movie, in the movie, is the movie the an movie. animation movie or is it a animated new... fighter thing? Yeah. Oh, is he dating Robin? <laughs> no. 
I mean, I just mean so it's, on the side, right. on the side Ooh. for sure. Yeah, they would have made a good couple. Yeah, they're in the forest preserve right now. Thank you, Amy. In the meantime, head on a swivel. Head on a swivel. Rich in Head Park. Hey, Sean, how you doing tonight? Fantastic. Are you are you off to Florida after the show? I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida. Oh, you but, are uh, in Florida. Oh, okay. I, I may have to go all back right, to good. the ghetto. I got all kinds of all kinds of arguments going on. But go ahead. I could. What I wanted to say is they keep uh, adding charges to uh, some of uh, Trump's indictments. How long do you think it's going to take before they uh, indict him for this hot weather we're having to cross? No, I, well, I told you, he's gonna, he's, this is for the Tupac assassination. Uh, they have a ticket linked to, for Suge Knight bought by Donald Trump. It's incredible evidence, and uh, apparently Trump wanted to tear up the evidence, and there's all kinds of problems. 312-642-5600. I was listening to the Sean Thompson show. I am saddened that this guy supposedly represents us. I mean, I am appalled. He's just disgusting. Sexist pig. And an absolute disgrace. Thank you. I thought I was going to come back to share. I always like to guess if it's the real share of the Baton Club. In the meantime, 70%. Of voters. This is, uh, who's, who did this uh, survey? Uh, surveyed 1,100 people, Daily Mail tip poll. 70% of vo- voters, bipartisan, understand that Joe Biden is suffering, not just from corruption. He's always been a corrupt whore or a liar. Yeah, he's always been pathological. But he's clearly got some sort of mind-eating disease. He's clearly unfit. But that won't stop Democrats from running him. Because after all, they know. That Joe Biden is nothing more than a hood ornament on the vehicle of corruption, which is our government. Republicans may have to find something else to criticize me for. Now that inflation is coming down. Maybe they'll decide to impeach me because it's coming down. I don't know. I love that one. Oh, anyway, it's another story. They're going to impeach you, Joe, because you're a traitor. Because you've been bribed by enemies, foreign and domestic. Because you've been stealing for 50 years from this country. You've been front-running policies. Your office is for sale to the highest bidder, both foreign or domestic. And you are what you are. And you're on the mission to steal. And not only that, everybody wants to know who the whistleblower is. The whistleblower is the idiot himself. Convincing us that we should be providing for loan guarantees, and I went over, I guess the twelfth, thirteenth time to Kiev, and uh, and I was going supposed to announce that there was another billion dollar loan guarantee, and I had gotten a commitment from Poroshenko and from uh, Yatsenyuk that they would take action against the state prosecutor, and they didn't. So they said they had they were walking out to press conference. Said, "No, nah, I said I'm not going to. We're not going to give you the billion dollars." We don't need a whistleblower. We've got him in his own fracking words. And we've had, by the way, we've had this since he was the vice president. And if you really want to pan back, who else was in on this? He says it in this. They said, you have no authority. You're not the president. The president said, I said, call him. Which means he was on orders from he likes big butts and he cannot lie. But people don't want to focus on that. And there's a reason. It's hard enough when you have the absolute evidence in your hand to get justice in this country because the system itself appears to be massively, massively flawed 
And it's because they've taken the best ideas of the republic and they've infiltrated our system with traitors. Here's another one who often is a little gas. Taxpayer dollars to ask the Ukrainians to help them cheat and allow. Now, here he is after disgracing himself on TV, not just because he's gassy and couldn't control it, but because he slept with a Chinese spy named Feng Feng for years. Mr. Secretary, you have a serious job. And occasionally you have to deal with some very unserious MAGA colleagues of mine. Your serious job is to secure the border of the greatest country in the world, a country that is neighbor to some of the most violent and economically insecure countries in the world, where people are willing to risk everything to come here. And somehow you have to secure the border but also make sure we're not pushing little girls back into the river so they can drown. It's a hard. What about the people that brought him to the river in the first place? Dummy. But aside from that, Eric Swalwell is still a Congress non-birthing person. Eric Swalwell will win forever. Here's a scumbag that you have that we know was sleeping with a Chinese communist spy. Everybody knows it. He never argued with it. We've got the evidence. The government made the document top secret. But those people who saw it have told us all exactly what it is. He had been having an affair with her. Not only did his dimwit wife stay with him, but he was reelected and he will continue to be reelected. And he's praising somebody who is directly responsible for a hundred and 9,000 American deaths due to fentanyl. Traffickers didn't have a prayer of getting drugs past this canine. The Gaston County Police Department in North Carolina says it seized 10,000 fentanyl pills that were hidden in a statue of the Virgin Mary. Cops say it was found during a traffic stop and has a street value of $330,000. You know who they stopped, Squirrel? A carload of illegal aliens who had statues, religious statues, stuffed with fentanyl. And you know who let them in? The government. The American government let them in. And now I've got to listen to a traitor who slept with some ugly, disgusting communist fang fang lecture me and the rest of the nation. Our job. If it was an easy job, we wouldn't have asked you to do it. But you were asked to do it because you're qualified, you're competent, you care, you show compassion, and you show up every day and you deal with this. He's none of those things. You want to know something? None of these jobs are hard. None of them. None of them have a barometer of success or even achievement. You know how you get ahead in the government? Loyalty to corruption. What exactly does this Mayorkas do? Except every three weeks go before Congress in some cheap suit with his bald head and tell lie after lie. And all they do is wait for the Democrat scum to get up and praise him. Even when he's a notable communist sympathizer? Is that what they call it now? He's sympathizing. Frankly, sir, I think sometimes you're too nice because if I had a chairman who failed to honor his own lawful subpoena about 500 days after it was submitted to him, I would say, catch me when you're serious. Come talk to me when you're going to follow the law. I'd love a chance to talk to you in a tavern. I really would, Swalwell. Gassy and sleeping with hookers be the least of your problems. I'll be back. is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. From the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merc, 
He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government. With a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other, he's Sean Thompson. And this is The Sean Thompson Show. This looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me, because we need a little controversy, because it feels so What we've lived through for the last three and a half years is something few could have ever thought any American society would live through. I have believed since early 2020, many years from now, when historians look back at American mistakes, our reaction to COVID will be number one. How it changes the trajectory, we don't know, but we know how we can get back on path, and that is to examine and expose the lies, the fascism, and the fraud that took place. This is a a nice place to start. My next guest has a book out. It's called The War on Ivermectin, the medicine that saved millions and could have saved and could have ended the pandemic. He is Dr. Perry Corey. Doctor, thank you for joining me. How are you? Hi. Nice Nice to meet you. You know, it was hard to go through that as a layman. It was hard to hear the propaganda and watch the fascism of government. It had, to be, it had to be even harder for somebody who knew what the answers were, somebody who was a medical professional, doctors who were sworn to, uh, to the Hippocratic Oath. It had to be even harder for you to go through it. it. It really was. I mean, you know, I became an expert on ivermectin relatively early on in COVID, and I had to sit through, you know, two years of unending lies barraged from all sources agencies, societies, medical journals, newspapers. And um, I was treating patients at the same time, and I knew people were dying all around the world because they were attacking the evidence of efficacy of ivermectin. It was, it, it's a tragedy. And I like how you said in your intro, I mean, part of how I think about this book is I do think it should enter the historical record for what really happened. And when people want to know what happened in COVID, I mean, this is one part of it that I detailed um you know, extensively uh, on how they conducted this war on, on a safe, repurposed, highly effective medicine. And, you know, the sickest part of the whole circumstance is it was a bipartisan act of fascism. This wasn't where there was a good guy in the fight. This was a bipartisan movement to sideline any history we had, any evidence that we could get our hands on, but more importantly, to steer profits. This is the greatest example of corporatism that I think this country's ever had. I mean, there's always been corporatism, but this is when a trillion dollars was given to pharmaceutical companies, and they are held harmless of any of the ramifications of an experimental drug that the patent holder of the drug came out two months into it and said, I don't like what I'm seeing, and it didn't matter. They went full throttle, and they never, ever looked for an alternative. In fact, they deterred alter- alternatives, and they made fun of people who would talk about it. So did you experience that? Was, is that in your book? Yeah. So, you know, the, the book was kind of inspired by an article that was sent to me one day in March of 2021. I'd already given testimony in Senator Johnson's panel, um, and that testimony went viral. And, and Ivermectin was now being looked at and discussed. And, you know, within days of that testimony – Really bizarre things happened that, that I, I was really naive at that point. But you know, within two days, the Associated Press, they called me for an interview. 
I did an interview. I gave the reporter all of the data, the astounding amounts of data showing how effective it was. And within a day, she posted this article, didn't discuss any of the data. Basically, it was a hit job on ivermectin. And she basically said this is another medicine like hydroxychloroquine to debunk. And we were shocked, My, myself and my group. We couldn't believe that the Associated Press would do something like that. I mean, essentially printing lies. And, you know, that was only the beginning. And I knew there was corruption around. I, I just couldn't understand what was going on. And then I got this article in, in March of 2021. It was sent to me by a professor, William B. Grant. And he's one of the most published researchers on vitamin D. And he wrote me a two-line email. He said, Dear Dr. Corey, what they're doing to ivermectin, they've been doing to vitamin D for decades. And he sent this link to an article called The Disinformation Playbook, which outlines a series of tactics that industries, corporations deploy when science emerges that's inconvenient to their interests. And when I read the article, I saw the examples of what they do, how they use media and medical journals and fraudulent trials, um, and they blitz researchers, they do hit jobs on researchers. You know, I was attacked roundly in the media. And you know, I was a guy who was well known in my specialty prior to COVID. I mean, I was a world expert in critical care ultrasonography. I helped pioneer that, that discipline. I was an expert on therapeutic hypothermia. I was well-published. And suddenly I see these brazen, you know, horrible characterizations of me and my work. And, and that was only the beginning. And, but when I read that article, it was, I was transformed. I suddenly saw what was going on. And I saw that I was, myself and my nonprofit organization, we were, we were literally on the front lines of a disinformation war, uh, you know, targeting ivermectin. And I watched everything unfold. And so I tell the story of the sequence, the, the combination of attacks and how they used all the levers and in institutions, primarily of government, of media. Um, and really, the, the, the core of the fraud was in their conduct of the large trials. You know, fraudulent trials showing, trying to show that ivermectin didn't work. Um, they could barely achieve that, but they did, and that was plastered across headlines across the world. And it was six trials that they did this with. There are 99 controlled trials of ivermectin. The, the evidence base is so massive that it's really hard to watch ivermectin being discussed by anyone. I mean, and people so arrogantly say it doesn't work, it doesn't work better than placebo, and it was really because of those six trials published in the highest impact medical journals in the world, done by pharma-conflicted researchers. They were the only trials done by deeply conflicted researchers. And um, the, the corruption is brazen. And I like how you talked about this, this corporatism. I mean, going into COVID, I didn't know really how society was structured and run. And I think COVID exposed itself. I mean... Oh. Literally, we, we live in the United States of pharma. They run the whole show. They yes. run the politics, the agencies, the journals, and it's astonishing. It's terrifying. I have a clip on my board. One of the things I'm fascinated, I started off in a, in a wonderful neighborhood that made you old when you were a kid because it operated on the principles of guys that were struggling, sometimes outside of the system, to operate and make money. So I had the benefit of always looking at things through the money angle. And as I, I went into the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, I started to see the control and corruption of Wall Street on markets and the bastardization of, of people's naivete and the, and the idea that we have markets and all the rest of it. But the medicine, the medical industry is fascinating to me. And you see Pfizer come off of the largest world settlement 
we've ever heard of as they tried to promote an opioid as a healthy alternative to, I don't know, aspirin. And you destroyed hundreds of millions of lives with OxyContin. And before the paper on the settlement was even wet, we come out with this. And then you see the players who are already invested in the vaccine and you look at the money from the oligarchs around the world and the bill gates and the world and you look at it this is the perfect s- system of fraud because they they got what they wanted they, they literally received well over a trillion dollars and they're held harmless and all they had to do was control the opinion through fear but ivermectin was the hiccup i think it was the speed bump to their plan because information had been out from guys like you and others and i think Tens of millions of American, maybe hundreds of millions of humans around the world, kind of figured out and did their own research and saved themselves. So I'm wondering if the evidence now is clear enough where you have around the world the ramifications of a failed vaccine coming back and myocarditis and other unexplained deaths around the world. And I'm wondering if you think the best way to go after this is that what they covet the most, money, and sue the diapers off of them. What do you think? Well, yes, I think that's a great point. I, I've said for a long time and in my battle for for sound pragmatic me- medical recommendations, the attacks we've endured. But you know what? It's time for the lawyers. You know, having another white coat screaming about, you know, screaming foul, trying to point out the corruption, it, it, it doesn't change anything. Where we, we, We've been kind of ostracized, dismissed, and, and, and discredited. But, you know, I think the law speaks volumes. I, I really do think that, that this has to come out in in court cases. And I don't know how successful they be, they are because of the institutions of society that I've seen under the control of, of corporate interests. Uh, I'm pretty sure they have the courts, too. I, I don't yeah. think they can ever completely have the courts, but I, I really am worried that, that the truth won't come out. And um, the truth has to come out. You know, doctor, um, I was watching Senator Johnson the whole time. He was but a handful. Senator Paul, and some others, but you're really talking about under 10. And they were giving a platform in the Senate, and they were getting zero coverage. So when you when you look at this, and you realize that Big Pharma set this on pace because Big Pharma is the largest advertiser in media. I mean, yeah. they put this thing together in a perfect puzzle. But the benefits of medicine are the data is clear. And what data do you release in your in your book that is unarguable how ivermectin was far more effective than any vaccine do you have that data do you go through it is it in your book i i present various sources of data at different points i mean i start with the entire evidence base which i've never seen an evidence base this large because there's 99 controlled trials i mean most medicines you stop doing placebo controlled trials after you know several thousand patients it's proven to work here trials keep being conducted many people still reporting just this month there was four trials published and you know that i start with that evidence base but then i also moved to health ministries around the world there were actually health ministries that did the right thing they did early treatment programs with ivermectin in mexico city and um and paraguay in peru and most of all in India, you know, the case of Uttar Pradesh is one of the most astounding public health achievements in history. You know, that's a state of 242 million people in northern India. And the chief minister there, who's a Hindu monk, he put together a team of epidemiologists, public health officials, clinicians, 
and they did a statewide ivermectin protocol. They they did the most testing in India. They tested everywhere. They sent out 160,000 healthcare, healthcare workers. They visited 97,000 villages, testing, testing, testing. Anyone positive, they gave ivermectin to. They gave ivermectin to the household members. All the healthcare workers were on ivermectin. And after doing that, in the wake of that Delta wave, by September of 2021, in their previous two and a half million tests, they only had 200 positives, and they had 67 districts without one active case. They essentially eradicated COVID from their borders, and that is a story nobody knows about. That should have been on the front page of every newspaper around the world. Even in India, when they did report on the success of Uttar Pradesh, there was one word missing from the articles, ivermectin. And, I mean, it's truly mind-blowing no, how it is. the of efficacy has been buried, suppressed, distorted, and attacked. Well, what else is mind-blowing is the, is the movement by our government to lie to the American people about the numbers, to lie about the so-called cure. I mean, that's, there's no other way. You can't put lipstick on that pig. And as time goes on, it's clearly more evident. But they did something else that I think is majorly diabolical and i'm wondering why there already hasn't been legal action they basically froze the opportunity to buy ivermectin so you didn't you were on it you were not entitled to your own opinion if you didn't go to very specific websites i believe there was like frontline doctors and there were the good doctors in very small groups who didn't care about being attacked and said okay we'll help you but they made it very arduous to even get it for the american citizen and in there has to be some proof of evidence that they 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 attack the production and the distribution and the alternative do you have did you did you talk about how yeah. they wouldn't sell it yes i mean what would the way in which that they achieved that was through propaganda manipulation. I mean, what, what happened, you know, I have a chapter in the book called The Horse Dewormer PR Campaign. And I trace exactly what happened with that horse dewormer narrative. I mean, that was a public relations campaign constructed by professionals. And it started with coordination amongst the agencies. You know, what happened was in the middle of August of 2021, Ivermectin prescriptions hit 90,000 a week in the U.S. That's just retail. And that spooked the other side. They saw that doctors were catching on, patients were catching on, and it was widely being used. And the retaliation to that is, is almost indescribable. You had the CDC come up with a fraudulent memo, which was sent to every state Department of Health, then forwarded to every licensed doctor in that state. So within 24 hours, every doctor is looking at their email and they see a memo from the CDC telling them that ivermectin poisonings are on the rise. It's one of the safest medicines ever. And they, they literally uh, misreport the data on poisonings. And then they tell the country's doctors that the FDA has not approved it for use in COVID, which is a complete deception. We don't need the FDA to approve it for COVID. It's already an FDA-approved drug. It's a safe drug. And off-label prescribing is completely supported so the cdc does it then you remember the famous fda tweet you're not yeah. a horse you're not a cat stop it y'all that thing goes viral then the rolling stone writes a ridiculous article the most absurd article i've ever seen the headline is 
um, gunshot wound victims waiting outside while hospitals are overrun with ivermectin overdoses. The hospital that they feature in that article had not one ivermectin overdose. And so then you see these three articles. Then the horse dewormer campaign goes. And every television station, late night TV show host making jokes about ivermectin, news broadcasters, newspapers, never using the word ivermectin. And who gets COVID right in the middle of that campaign? Joe Rogan. And yes. boy, did they look on Joe, right? And, you know, it's funny. I, I know Joe, and I've tried to communicate. I'm like, do you realize that you got sick at literally the worst time ever? It was during a coordinated PR campaign attacking ivermectin. And, and they, they, you know, they ran right over him. And they ridiculed him. They made him look incredible. And, um, at the and then he know, exposed he Gupta. He exposed Gupta on yeah. his show. Oh, he- Nailed him. Yeah. It was unbelievable. Here's my point, Sean, is that um, it was in the wake of that campaign, to to your question, that suddenly hospital formularies and committees, pharmacy committees and hospitals decided to remove it from their formularies. You couldn't even prescribe in the hospital. The American Board of Pharmacy at the end of that campaign, or at the beginning, actually, they put out a memo to the nation's doctors, American Medical Association, in collaboration with the American Board of Pharmacies. They put out a memo which was titled a call for the immediate cessation of ivermectin prescribing in COVID. They have no authority to do that. And they put that out to the nation and suddenly you couldn't get ivermectin at the retail pharmacies. You couldn't prescribe in the hospital. You know, luckily in this country, we have a system of compounding pharmacies. And I have to tell you, they were like the Underground Railroad. They would still fill prescriptions. They wouldn't give us grief as doctors. And that's where we all fled to. And, and luckily, we have that system in this country. I've, I've talked to many colleagues in Europe, for instance, in like Switzerland and Austria. They could not get ivermectin. It was shut down. And in fact, check this out. The black market in some of those European countries, 50 euros for a 12 milligram tablet. If, if you need any other evidence of the efficacy of ivermectin, you tell me how you can get $50 for 12-milligram pill on the black market. Doctor, I'm going to tell, tell you something. I am, and I mean this in the, in the greatest way. I am so proud that there are doctors like you that never buckled. And I'm going to tell you this. My unborn grandkids, I don't know how old you are, but I think you're younger than me, and your unborn grandkids will know your name, and they will be proud of what you did. And this book that you're writing... Uh, the war on ivermectin, the medicine that saved millions and could have sa- and could have ended the pandemic. This will be something that everybody is going to be aware of because you're you're writing on truth. And in the end, I truly do believe it's going to beat the lie. No matter if it's by our government or a world government, I really do think this is going to be majorly important. Which is why I'm going to buy your book. And when I meet you face to face, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to sign it. We got a deal. Absolutely, you got it, Doctor Pierre Corey. Really, thank you so much. Just. You know, I mean, making time for me is one thing, but just to have the courage to move forward and, and never give up what you knew was right. I wish more doctors would have done it with DDT, but we're going to talk about that the next time. Thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. We'll be back with your calls and comments. This is the Sean Thompson Show on AM560. The answer. It is a pandemic. Pfizer opened up a research and development lab in 2009 in Wuhan, China. Quarter mile away from the one that everybody focuses on. I'm more interested in the one Pfizer because I believe this was absolutely 
plan of profiteering. Investigative journalist Lee Fong wrote yesterday, Epstein sent many rambling emails suggesting projects with Bill Gates. Asked to prep presentations for new Gates-backed foundation, 100 million minimum investment expanding on exchanging prior Gates-related interests like vaccines and maternal care. In one of those emails from February 25th, 2011, Epstein reportedly wrote, Gates guy here today, no reporters, I took care of that. Stay calm and focused. We need to speak. I am staying until very late tonight, seeing Gates read donor on Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Wednesday set aside for two, three hours to discuss exactly this. This comes as more information on Epstein's dealings are coming to light amid J.P. Morgan's fresh accusations over ties to the accused sex offender, Jeff. Compliments of the Hill, Bill Gates investing in... Vaccines. What was the year? Free Epstein. Yeah, so these are you know filings from this uh, J.P. Morgan Virgin Islands yeah. lawsuit. Um, so just more and more emails uh, from J.P. Morgan officials, mm-hmm. Epstein uh, talking about it. Just the the lucre, the all the influential, important people with lots of money that Epstein was connecting to island to government officials at the island to the, to the bank mm-hmm. as well. Um, his uh, yeah, and his ongoing kind of relationship with Gates, which is you know the, these messages to Gates people are 2011. So that's after he's already again he's already a known. 2011, they were working on this scam. 2009, Pfizer opens up a research and development lab in Wuhan, China. You could open it up anywhere. You're Pfizer. Why would you open it up there? Because it's a plan. Tom. Hi, Tom. Hey, how you doing? Well, I'm aggravated because I know what you're going to talk about, but go ahead. Yeah, uh, in December of 21, my wife came down with COVID. She was tested positive for it and uh, developed into pneumonia. And we had a hospitalizer, and they said the only treatment they could give her was remdesivir, and it it didn't do anything. And uh, they wouldn't even try ivermectin. And I had a friend of mine, him and his wife both got it, about as bad as my wife did. And he's a farmer, and he got it through his veterinarian. And within three days, they were better. That's just kind of frustrating. Well, I'm very, very, very sorry for your loss. I really, I mean, I, 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 I can't even quantify how sad all of it is and how many millions of people around the world were victims of this. Oh, exactly. You know. Exactly. And, like, and then... They, the worst part is, is they the family nobody could go in by her. Yeah, I know. You know and I eventually, know. they just uh, kept giving her uh, morphine till she passed. Tom, I'm sorry, really, I'm sorry, and we see him oh, again. Thanks. I know we do, and I'm gonna. I'll find, oh yeah, yeah, we see him I'm again. Oh Yeah. All right, too. thank you. And uh, I'm not going to be in the same place where the good people are. I'll be where all these crooks are. And believe me, I don't know what the rules are down there, but I'm going to kick the teeth down of their throats every day. Thank you very much, Tom. I appreciate it. It's rat bastards. They could give a rip about the people. They could give a rip. And now with their phony fraud profiteering of a trillion plus held harmless from the ramifications. Now, if regulators around the world don't take notice of the information I'm about to give via this paper, then they are at best, in my view, negligent. At worst, I don't even want to think about it. After Moderna booster vaccines in a trial done in Switzerland, there were 777 uh, working people followed up with 777 controls. 5.1% of those who had the booster vaccine had increased troponins, 
indicating cardiomyocyte damage. Aside from Bell's palsy and the Jimmy leg where you're walking around like Dr. Awardi, one in 35 myocarditis. They hid the truth about the fraud, scam, vaccine my ass. It's another weapon of profiteering by the scallywags. Vince on the north side. Hey, what's up, Sean? How you doing, brother? I'm really aggravated after Tom's call. I'm really I pissed off. I hear you. I hear you. No, I, the reason I called you, um, oh. about two years ago, I uh, heard about this ivermectin. I'm trying to get it, you know. I live in Chicago. Um, can't get it. No one's got it. No one's got it. Finally, I found a pharmacy in Florida, which would take my uh, prescription. And it was like $10 a pill. I bought 20 pills. Luckily, I haven't had to use them, and, uh, but I still got them to this day. Vince, like, well, what do you know? Oh, I'm oh sorry, you I'm can't sorry. swear. You can't swear, Vince. I, I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That, that's all right, babe. It slips out because you, you feel like we're talking in the club. I get it. But down here, the life was completely different. Businesses weren't shut down. People had the access to ivermectin. Down here, it was like a different world. And that's why I stayed. That's when I moved. And I wasn't, you know, I mean, I was going back and forth for years selling real estate. But that's when you realize, I realized, how different it was to live under a fascistic government in a corrupt sewer that bent down and kissed the ass of that yard gnome, Mike Madigan, and the rest of the cohorts. Versus what it was like when government said, no, 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 we're on your side. And it wasn't just Florida. It was 20 other states. But that's why, brother, the answer is clear. Because they're going to do it again whenever they want to. And this garbage with their eco-Nazism, this state will fight it off like the others, too. Anthony on the south side. Thanks for the call, Vince. Anthony on the south side. Yeah, hi. Uh, What I'm going to say isn't going to help your attitude whatsoever. Uh, the (laughs) The reason ivermectin... The reason ivermectin works is for the same reason hydroxychloroquine works, and they both help. They both help body cells absorb zinc. Yeah. That that is the antiviral. Ivermectin does not does, is not an is not an antiviral, but it helps the body cells uh, absorb zinc, just as rotonavir in Paxlovid's five hundred and thirty dollar. Uh, reinvented wheel uh, uh, antiviral um, works. Uh, Anthony, I'm helping. Yes, I'm. Re- I'm reminded. I'm, yes. I'm reminded. I had an uncle in World War II who who uh, got jungle fever, malaria, and I'm reminded he he would say what he attributed to saving his life was DDT and all the medicine and, all, and then DDT what it did to save all of the soldiers and all of the concentration camp victims. And then you see after that pig, uh, Rachel Carlson, or I wonder what the hell's her name, uh, Macbeth, the one who wrote Silent Spring, and how they attacked DDT. And the guy fought Congress. He went on and he ate it with his spoon. You remember? You know what I'm talking about? And it didn't <laughs> I know, work. I know they banned DDT, right. The government made sure you got rid of it. And then you look at how many people have died from malaria since they got rid of it. But they all profit because they didn't make the money on it. It's the same thing with the drugs you're talking about. They were generic options. They made no money on it. Here they came up with the, we've got the warp speed, and a trillion plus dollars. And they're held harmless from all the people that now have myocarditis, all these kids that are dropping dead and the rest of it, and they don't want to talk about it. And I know you, like me, like every American, the minute you hear some young kid or young woman or young person dying, what's the first thing you come in your head? Were they vaccinated? And it doesn't, you know, 
and, and the idea that Congress, all of a sudden, they can't do it. You're never going to catch the crooked bastard Biden. He's been stealing for half a century. Focus on this. Break apart this corruption, this duopoly, this big pharma complex. Break it apart. Do something. Thank you very much. The original, the original, yeah, the original cost of Paxlovid was five hundred thirty dollars for a five day regimen, and and the it was thirty. Oh, what happened, Anthony? Oh, Anthony, we got disconnect. That's the NSA. Rat bastards. You know what I did when I had COVID? I never missed a show. I was eating zinc like chiclets. 312-642-5600. I'll be back. Marxists, socialists, and communists are not welcome on the Sean Thompson Show on AM560, The Answer. Jimmy Carter, still alive! I bet you he had ivermectin. He's probably on it now. What the hell is keeping him up? Carol, Moments, Illinois. Hi, Sean. By the way, love your show. I have a couple of points. Number one, lots of us did find ivermectin. Yes, we used the topical ivermectin, the wormer, and it works great for ivermectin for COVID. I would offer it to people, and they say, "Oh no, it's a wormer." I go, "Well, yeah, if you it gets rid of the COVID, and if you happen to have worms, it'll get rid of them too." And uh, everybody that used it. And these are people that were positive for COVID, got better within a day or two. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I Joe mean, Rogan. Really. Joe Rogan did it right on TV, and then he had the, got him gooped at a freaking lying moron from CNN. Oh, yeah. He and admitted then, he lied. Yeah, I mean, and it's... then, uh, of course, you got to remember what's behind this. You've got Bill Gates trying to get rid of the world population. Well, uh, I, don't know, I don't know about that more than he's trying. I think I, I'd like to have a forensic audit of the money he made in the vaccine companies, because I oh, know yeah. on one company alone, he made $900 million. Oh, on one alone, that crooked, yeah. ugly, and, sexual, deviant freak and that he is. And Fauci was involved with uh, gain-of-function research since the year 2000 or 1999. He's been involved with that. Yeah. And then you have, I feel, the greatest harm is that the amount of uh, skepticism I hold and many others for the CDC. It'll be a cold day in That's the silver lining, though, what? Carol. Huh? That's the silver lining, what you just said. That's the beauty. Because you, you're, you did it and you trusted them for the vast majority of your life. It's not until this that you learned to, to, to understand the corruption and the incompetence. Oh, yeah. Think about these kids. These yeah. kids who had their lives stolen are, away from them. They're they, going to be they, old ladies and old men one day, and they'll never trust them. This is the silver lining. Because what the government did was expose itself for the failed corruption mafia that it really is. That's the beauty, Carol. Thank you very much. I appreciate the call. You know, I never worried about that, uh, Squirrel. I never, ever worried about ivermectin because I have a portly friend, size 58 waist, 12 inseam. He had that like Elaine had sponges when they were getting rid of the sponge. His entire house is still full of ivermectin. Kevin, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Hey, Sean, that was pretty tough to hear from that caller, Tom. You know, hearing stories like that, that really makes you angry. Uh, Oh, my God, I want to drive these guys around for hanging off my car like tin cans after a wedding. Go ahead. Yeah, um, Pierre Corey was great. Um, that's one thing I wish I would have been able to uh, start listening to your show quite a bit earlier when it was really deep into this whole COVID thing. I mean, I'm sure you were exposing it on a daily basis, but but that whole 
that thing with Rogan on CNN. I mean, they they changed the color of his face. They turned him yellow. I mean, they they, they did everything they. They're could. liars. Their entire agenda oh. is a fracking lie. They've never told the truth in their miserable fracking lives. If you somebody never tells won. you you're a Democrat, say yeah, nice, and walk away because anything out of their mouth is a fricking lie. Anything. Unbelievable, man. Yeah, that's why they're not that's welcome. Tough. Biden voters keep yeah. out. Dot com. I own that too. Uh, Corey Woodlawn. Hey, Sean, thanks for taking the call. So there was a website called C19 early that we were tracking early, and they always had ivermectin at the top of the list. So I got hold of some. It was it took me three weeks to get it, and I'm so glad it took me to help my health. But Florida and uh, New Hampshire were two of the states that were offering uh, the citizens of those states access to that drug. Thanks Corey, when are you going to move down by me? What are you doing there? What are you doing? I, I, I'm, trying to get to, I'm trying to get to New Hampshire. I like the cold weather. <laughs> All right. All right. Just be careful. You bump into a lot of the same thing you're leaving. There's a lot of Democrats there. You come by me. We've got uh, you've got the Emerald uh, the Emerald Coast there in, in Destin. It gets cold. It gets like, you know, you, you get to the, to the 60s. No. See, see, when you're a Floridian, you're cold under 70. How much time I got? Theo Little Italy. You got 20 seconds, kid. Oh, you dropped the ball. Theo Little Italy. Yeah, I was just going to say I had COVID really bad. I uh, the doctor prescribed me ivermectin. I spent literally three weeks scouring the city for a pharmacy that would give me the prescription, and no one would do it. No one, no one would bring it in. I'm glad you pulled I, I out, brother. It. it was about a third of a yeah. I was on the floor for almost a month. I, it sucked. I'm glad you pulled out, brother. At least you were able to. What do you keep Tom's wife in your prayers? I and Tom and Tom. All right, I'll be back after this. the streets of Melrose Park to the trading floor of the Merck. He's fought for every dollar he's ever earned. And now, with personal liberty and our system of capitalism under assault in America, he's here to seize back our rights from the government with a cigar in one hand and a copy of the Declaration of Independence in the other. He's Sean Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show. This looks like on top of me, so everybody just follow me. My next guest has been a guest of mine since I didn't have a show. When I would fill in, he was one of my favorite people to talk to since the very beginning because I was lucky enough to stumble upon a White House reporter with integrity who reported from the principles of the Enlightenment and Americanism and understood what his job was to expose the scandal and skullduggery. I'm lucky enough to still have him on my show. He is Jeff Mordock, White House reporter for the Washington Times. Jeff, how are you? I'm doing great, Sean. Always great to be back. Well, whenever I see the open and notorious pathological schemes coming out of the White House, I immediately think of you and turn to the Washington Times. And one of my favorite is this nonsense and the audacity of this failed political whore to name an economic scheme, Bidenomics. Never had a fracking job in his life. What does he know about economics? Well, the fact right, he's he went into politics right away, and it's reflective because you know, then he became a millionaire through selling books, speaking, other business deals that we'll probably talk about later. And he doesn't know, you know, what the he, he's t- telling us it's a success when the average American their dollar is not going as far as it could. 
you know, he's trying to tell everybody the house isn't on fire and people who are now paying double what they were paying four years ago for groceries, gas, other consumer goods are saying, don't, you know, tell don't tell us the house is on fire. We could see it's on fire. But he's still going out there and insisting it's a great economy. Well, I look at things from, you know, the kind of macro into the micro when it comes to economics. And the macro is no government on the planet of the earth in the history has ever spent more money than this government right now in fact they've got a couple of ways to spend it to even keep it off the books but when you look at what the government is writing checks for you're really around eight trillion closer to nine and you see that the gdp is very manipulated and it's still up two percent and somehow that's good you've got this this duality of, of of information coming at you but they cannot account for the money they're spending. And in there lies the fraud. A government spending this kind of money should have a far more robust economy. But it's never really talked about in that scale. And I'm wondering, are people starting to realize they're spending astronomical amounts and it's but a fractional increase in the economy and they can't decipher how much is private and how much is government that's going to that anemic GDP? And I think people are realizing that. That's why you're seeing Biden's economic numbers. His regular poll numbers, um, just his overall poll numbers, are anemic. You look at his economic numbers, they're even worse than his overall poll numbers. There's a reason for that. And I think the reason is people have woken up to exactly what you just said. And the other side of the coin is where I get fearful of complacency is he's massively expanding subsidies. And people are too too economically ignorant to realize that's corporate welfare. And he's massively expanding regular welfare. You know, food stamps, we're spending double what we were before he acquired the office. When you look at Section 8 housing, we're spending double. I mean, this is kind of the hard trajectory to ever change, because once government spends it, it never really pulls it back. And that has to show up somewhere. When you also have the dichotomy of a president who is, as you pointed out, um, sending corporate welfare to these companies that are feeding off the trough of government, then going out and giving populist speeches where he demonizes corporations and talks about how they should be paying more in taxes. And, you know, he's from the corporate capital in Delaware and then proceeds to just trash um, corporations. And at the same time, you've got something that happened a lot throughout our history, mainly when we were kids in the 70s and the later part of the 60s, right before massive amounts of inflation, and then we had Reagan. But this idea that unions are able to bring industries to a halt. You have this scandal of yellow that's not being talked about. Donald Trump okayed $700 million. Barack Obama did $800 million to this company that's now sinking bankruptcy because the unions were going to shut it down. And now you saw they came to terms with UPS, but you see it in our healthcare industry. There's a massive uptick in union strength, and that's a direct correlation to the most organized, uh, attached to organized labor extortion mafias called unions that we've ever had in the last 50 years. Are people getting sick and tired of being threatened by unions the way I am? I think they are because you see. Two points of that. One is I think they are because you see union participation is going down. People are actively choosing not to be in a union. We're at a fraction of what we were just even 20 years ago, much less the 90s. The other thing why we're seeing all of this is because you've got Biden out there bragging he's the most pro-union president, telling people, he's telling minor league baseball players that they need to unionize the other day. 
He's out there, and they feel comfortable. They know they can get away with this stuff with this administration. And they're at the strongest position they've been in a long time with this administration. And they're taking advantage of it by raising all kinds of chaos. And Biden doesn't seem to realize these strikes, the UPS strike, now that was settled. That could have been devastating for the economy. Any one of these strikes that he's being silent on to encourage the union workers could disrupt the economy and his chances of reelection. And he never seems to be aware of that or is just getting so much money from the unions doesn't care. Now, this is not one of your stories, but you're a White House reporter, and I know you're listening to all the stories. When you see the Treasury Department announce a climate czar, I didn't think that was in the parameter of the Treasury Department. Are reporters getting aware that um, this particular administration has found a unique way to nullify Congress by simply having bureaucracies pop up, new bureaucracies, and unlimited funding? You know, I don't know how much we see of that. Um, the The amount of red tape coming out of this administration is ridiculous, and it is starting to choke the small businesses of America. Whether other reporters are aware of that or not, I, I can't say. I think the American people are especially small business owners. Yeah. Well, it's it's also interesting what you've lived through the last week. It's been a newsworthy, eventful week. And this open and notorious corruption when it comes to his son and the ridiculousness of uh, the plea deal. Now, the way that I heard that plea deal is it wasn't called off by the judge. I know that that's the way a lot of reporters reported it, but the reality is once the defense attorneys found out it didn't include the FARA violation, the Foreign Agent Registration Act, they are the ones that called it off. How are most reporters interpreting this? Well, Sean, you are 100% correct. That is exactly what happened. I sat in that courtroom. I watched it. That is exactly what happened. And if you recall, there's a quote in there from Judge Nor- Noriega, and I forget. She said something like, it was either I, will, I, cannot, I cannot accept nor reject this plea deal, or I cannot accept or deny this plea, something like that. And she, she, it's not off the table. Everybody's right. reporting us this completely collapsed. This is off the table. All she did is ask them to file a couple of briefings, give that, get back to her in two weeks, and then she'll take another look at it. It's very possible the original agreement that we had still goes forward. Um, and I, I do see a lot of misreporting on this. And it actually could be, go move forward and include the violations of corruption of his participation in both Europe with uh, the most corrupt country in Europe, Ukraine, and China. It could come back where you've got all these so-called conservatives celebrating, going crazy, and the reality is, if it comes back, it'll be bigger and more inclusive and include more crimes of which we can never go after him for. That's exactly right. Uh, And I think a lot of people are missing that point. I'm I'm glad you picked up on that, Sean, because that's 100%. So when you... um, Go ahead. I just say one other thing that I... Well, we're still on the Hunter topic... I think people aren't aware of it. They should be. The number of times you see something pop up that's significant in the Biden bribery scandal that then Jack Smith pulls the trigger on something. And you can almost work backwards from this. Hunter Biden's plea deal blows up. They suddenly add a third defendant the next day, who, by the way, was indicted on June 8th. And then suddenly these these charges against Trump that have been under seal since June 8th suddenly become unsealed. June um, June 8th is when uh, House lawmakers got their first peek at the bribery allegation document from the FBI. 
That's the day that President Trump and Walt Nata got indicted. You look at the day he got the target letter. That was the weekend. That was the day before the IRS whistleblowers were supposed to testify. You can go down the road, but that's just three examples in a short span of how politicized the Justice Department has become that any time something blows up in the Hunter or in the Biden bribery scandal, now we see the Justice Department, Jack Smith, make a move, and suddenly that's off the front pages. It's 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 astonishing how they have overplayed and outplayed the uh, the, the the virtue of our of our legal system because they're in control of it, and that's the real trick. And when it comes to this Jack Smith, he goes back to Illinois, right? I've always said for decades that Chicago is the American communist capital of America, and when you see that Jack Smith, who is from the Chicagoland area has a wife who was a producer on the Michelle Obama Netflix. I've said for a while, Jeff, he is in the position he's in. When I, when I, mean, I mean, Joe Biden is in the position he is because he was the conduit, in my opinion, of corruption to Barack Obama. I have yet to see a lot of reporting on Jack Smith's legacy ties to the Obama administration. And the idea that the wife was the producer of the Netflix special. I mean, that's just astonishing to me. But yet it's very difficult information to find. Well, not only that, but, you know, the, what I find is more interesting is, or I should, I'm, what I find as interesting is when you look at his playbook, all of his prosecutions follow the same pattern. There's a questionable interpretation of the law. There's media leaks. I mean, you go through the Bob McDonough case in Virginia, the Rick Renzi case in, um, in, um, um, there's a congressman from Arizona. Um, you look at he prosecuted Sheldon Silver up in New York. Uh, you could go on and on. Um, Bob Menendez. All of these are, you know, piercing the attorney client privilege. All of them follow the same pattern. And he's doing the exact same thing with Trump. And it's amazing that nobody ever calls him on this playbook. I mean, the Supreme Court called him out on it on the McDonough case. But that's it. And it's a great example of almost failing upwards that, you know, these prosecutions <laughs> have fallen apart because he stretched the law. He leaked stuff to the media, the same stuff he's doing with Trump, and yet now he's the guy everybody thinks is, you know, the bipartisan guy, not my words, to investigate Trump. And that's amazing to me. You know what else is very interesting is that Trump and the Mar-a-Lago, Trump and the Mar-a-Lago and the classified docs, what he found, the document he was on tape talking about, was a document where we have already had a plan to invade Iran. I think there's a lot of uh, a lot of what we see is to stifle that information because it's also reminiscent of what Wesley Clark accused the government of doing. I want you to hang on and listen to this and see if you remember this. About 10 days after 9-11, I went through the Pentagon and I saw Secretary Rumsfeld and one of the generals called me and he said, sir, you got to come in and talk to me a second. I said, well, you're too busy. He said, no, no. He says, we've made the decision. We're going to war with Iraq. I said, we're going to war with Iraq. Why? He said, I don't know. And Wesley Clark exposes this at a talk. And the next thing you know, Wesley Clark is a target of, of uh, persecution. They call it prosecution. I call it persecution from the government. And when you really realize when they went into high gear is when Trump threatened to reveal a complex of bureaucracy, the military, that really doesn't want to be exposed. And you take a look at Trump's foreign policy. I think that's why he's being attacked. He's the greatest threat. And, and he has evidence that he threatened and it's this was the threat by his son eric to release and i'm curious to know if you think there's a possibility 
that this is compliments of Sean Hannity, but that this may come out in the near future. Will you, you still have the surveillance tape, is that correct? Will you, are you allowed to share that with the country? Absolutely, Sean, at the right time. And your body cam point was spot on. That's why cops wear body cams. They don't tell you to turn off cameras. They want transparency, and that's not what happened here. And you know for a fact they asked for the cameras to be turned off. They asked for the cameras to be turned off. Wow. All right. Eric Trump. Unbelievable times. So Eric Trump claims to have, and the Trump Trump regime, claims to have evidence of the FBI in there in Mar-a-Lago. They haven't said anything, but could this be the ace in the hole Trump is relying on? And if there's ever a time to pull it out, don't you think it's now? Well, that's what I was about to say. I, if it is an ace in the hole, why haven't we seen that? The, the, you know, um, former President Trump and Eric and Donald Trump Jr., they don't keep their mouths quiet about much. So I'm surprised they would hold on to this, which is what makes it curious, because I do agree with you. If you've got this, now is the time to release this, especially now as things are moving forward with the January 6th prosecution, which is imminent. Um all of that, I, it, it, it stuns me that they have this and they're not releasing it, and I do question what they would be saving it for. Daily Caller released uh, a poll. They took a poll, and you know how they do polls. They do like 1,400 Americans, whatever it is. But it turns out 70% of Americans feel that Joe Biden is unfit to serve. He's, he's melting in front of our eyes like the witch at the Wizard of Oz. Joe or uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. seems to be a big threat from the Democrat Party, but Just recently, he has been refused Secret Service protection. They won't debate. How much of this do you think the establishment Democrat is willing to take? Because I don't think Joe Biden is nearly as popular as he's being sold by uh, KJP and the rest of the mafia. What do you think will happen in that that Democrat side? I think, uh, here's what I think. I think eventually RFK Jr. goes off and tries to form a third party. I think, and I think to his own detriment, he has been trying so hard not to criticize the Democratic Party and not to criticize Joe Biden. And I think that's to his detriment. I think he should start calling them out about what they're doing to him and this effort to silence him. Um, It's really amazing that he will not not put this forward in interviews. He he always takes the road of I'm not going to criticize them. I'm not going to criticize President Biden. And I think that's to his detriment. Yeah. I didn't know he was married to Larry David's wife until very recently. Did you know that? I actually did know that, but I'm not a fan of the show, so I kind of just shrugged. Oh, I love that show. I have to admit, I I hate the fact that I love it, but you know, I'm an old Seinfeld, and I like the uh, I like the George Costanza Kramer character, which I think he's a culmination of. My it's my brother's favorite show, and we that's what we debate most about is our opinions of of, of Kirk. So, in the meantime, Jeff Mordock. Washington Times, thank you so much. I can't wait for the next article. You're one of my favorite reporters to come out of that sewer of corruption. So thank you very much. Thanks, Sean. Always enjoy it. Anytime you want to bring me on, I'm available. We'll talk to you soon, and we'll be back with your Take calls care. and comments after this. This is the Sean Thompson Show, where Democrats are always wrong, Republicans are seldom right, and politicians are never, ever to be trusted. On AM560, The Answer. I'm sorry, I love it. Hey, Squirrel, let me know when you find out where Jimmy Carter is going to go for Labor Day, will you? Still alive!
this moron. We need to have uh, a realization that we've got a, about 35 years worth of oil left in the whole world. You stupid son of a dog. In the meantime, uh, you know how I like to always point out the Fourth Reich and its Nazi son leader? The COVID-19 crisis has shown us that our old systems are not fit anymore for the 21st century. Well, I lost $20 because it turns out that that leader of the Fourth Reich, Klaus Schwab, is heterosexual. He does have a daughter. And uh, she doesn't sound like a Nazi, but she is one. Nicole. This crisis has shown us that, first of all, things can shift very rapidly when we put our minds to it and when we feel the immediate emergency to our livelihoods. And second, that um, clearly the system, I mean, you mentioned it earlier, that we had before is not sustainable. So I see it as a tremendous opportunity to really to have this great reset and to use this huge flows you know, of money to use the increased levers that policymakers have today in a way that was not possible before to create a change that is not incremental but that we can look back and we can say this is the moment where we really started to position you know, nature at the core of the economy. Take- we didn't get one yavol out of either one of these Nazi bastards. She would be... What- nine, 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 exactly. nine, nine. Now, she would be the granddaughter of the uh, flame-throwing Nazi maker that uh, Klaus Schwab is the son of, right? Is I have my genealogy correct? I think I do. Taking the point of view of, of business and the economy and looking at where are there opportunities to create jobs and regenerate nature. And, there- and the next day, the American Treasury Department has something called a climate czar. I didn't know the Treasury could do that. Did you know that? Let's go to a uh, lifelong Democrat who isn't shocked by any kind of corruption, but he does. He is shocked by the delivery time of Pizza Hut. Cream Puff, Jim. Yeah, hi, Sean. The land of saints and scholars came out in our president today when he dared the Republican Congress to impeach him. Yeah. <laughs> he dared him. Well, he knows if the impeachment's going to take I longer mean, than Jimmy Carter's taking to die. Yeah, I know, but if you go impeach him, we double-dared him. And if that's not the Irish coming out of him, I don't know what is. I think it was a thing of beauty. That was a thing of beauty today. Did you notice his specially made shoes so he doesn't fall anymore? Did you notice that? Did you notice Biden's specially made shoes so he doesn't fall anymore because he can't walk more than three steps without taking a header? Yeah, but he's sharp as a tick. Oh, yeah. He's sharp as a tick. You're right. James, you've been in Chicago too long. Your standards are too low. He is sharp as a tick. (laughs) Excuse me. Excuse me. I'll tell you what. These Democrats, they are sharp as a tick. If you think you might commit sexual assault, Always carry a whistle when you find yourself about to commit sexual assault. Blow. And when it comes to being a whistleblower. The nature of democracy is, is it's, there, there are two sides to it in terms of the nature of it. It's true, Squirrel. You can get far when you're a whistleblower. He's Sean Thompson. Hello, Mr. Thompson. And this is the Sean Thompson Show on AM 560. The answer. Squirrel. I want to patent it. Cher singing Gypsies, Tramps, and Thieves, the theme song for the DNC convention in Chicago. It's perfect. It's absolutely perfect. Speaking of the perfect example of a Democrat, 
Let's go to Jerry Nadler, just because he makes me laugh every time I see his physique. But the facts do not justify the fears that Republicans and their political allies gin up over the fairness of trans girls participating in girls' athletic teams. Now, trans girls, he means boys, right? Like that Leah Thomas playing with girls. Yeah, I wonder, I wonder what sport Jerry Nadler played. Nor the further stigma it attaches to transgender children. Ah, it seems to be normal. Let's uh, dive into a little bit to one of the most notable transvestites. He's a guy by the name of Leah Thomas. And the swimmer who's been beating lots of women is Leah Thomas. And Leah Thomas has now gone full Antifa. He's posted a picture of himself with a message endorsing Antifa. And there is a movement underway. They call it Trans-Tifa. And Did you know about this? Well, how would you know about this? Trans-Tifa. Sounds like a party you do not want to go to. These are trans people who are so radical and so violent in terms of their rhetoric or the way they approach life. Uh, it's probably drugs there, though. You, you have to have drugs. You're going to be standing around with your guys, pretend to be women who are anti-fascist Marxists. They've sort of endorsed the Antifa mentality and approach to conflict. And Leah Thomas, Will Thomas is what, how... Le- Why not Billy. All right, from now on, it's Billy Thomas. He lived up until two years ago, made it to the, I think, 19 as a man before declaring himself a woman, uh, has joined the movement and is now posting weird social media bondage-esque photos of him. Boy, oh boy, that's a, you want to talk about a trifecta of deception. A transvestite practicing bondage. Whew, imagine stumbling into that. That's why I don't drink anymore. Rich and Niles. Uh, yes, sir. I, I listen to your show. And what I'm trying to bring up is on Sunday evening at 8.30 on Channel 32, they have a show called Housebroken, and I started watching it to see what it was. It looked like a cartoon, uh-huh. and it was a big dog talking, and the big dog says, is there an existence of God, or is God a dog? And, and I began to realize this it was not an average cartoon. It was like Doonesbury. They try to lead you into believing what they are and what they're not, and they're on it every Sunday. So I think they're just trying to cover up they're trying to uh, instigate their own bad wow. ideas about religion. Rich, I'll tell you this. You learned a valuable lesson. Don't watch Channel 32, especially on Sunday nights. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. I appreciate the call. David and Lansing, you could ruin a segment. Hey, Sean, I'm uh, just north of Lafayette and I-65. And from the amount of windmills I see, and most of them are turning, I'm surprised. Really? But- from the amount of windmills I see, it looks like no farmer minds that these windmills are on their lot. Why would they? They're massively bribed to put them on there. How else do you think they drive around with those $65,000 pickups that break down all the time? And they're $3.5 million. I don't know where you are, but they, they range from $3.5 million up to $4 million, And they break even after 21 years. The bad part about those windmills, they have a life expectancy of 20 years which means they never break okay. even. But, man, oh, man, there's a lot of money in them. UFOs. In fact, we, UFOs. Oh, I'm we want to do UFOs? UFOs and Hunter Biden. Hunter oh. Biden, he's going to court. All of a sudden, ta-da, there's UFOs everywhere. Did you notice that? I like it. Well, if anything can save us from the Biden corruption, it'll be the aliens. But I'll tell you what, don't discount this story. Because this story's got some... Uh, it's got some it's got some 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 scary stuff. Going. Several months ago, my office received a protected disclosure from Eglin Air Force Base indicating that there was a UAP incident that required my attention. I sought a briefing. When did we start calling it UAP? Oh, when we started calling transvestites transgender. All right. Fair enough. Regarding that episode and brought with me Congressman Burchett and Congresswoman Luna. What's the congressman's name? Bird what? Did I hear what I think I heard? 
I think I heard Bird. Yes, I did. Bird fecal. Congressman Bird fecal. We asked to see any of the evidence that had been taken by flight crew in this, this endeavor show. and to observe any radar signature uh, as long as to, as well as to meet with the flight crew. We were not afforded access to all of the flight crew. And initially, we were not afforded access to images and to radar. Thereafter, we had a bit of a discussion about how authorities flow in the United States of America, and we did see the image. And we did meet with one member of the flight crew who took the image. The image was of something that uh, I am not able to attach to any human capability, either from the United States or from any of our adversaries. And I'm somewhat informed on the matter. Having What about if they're Martians, Squirrel? Do you think they're Martians? Because if they're Martians, we may be able to reason with the Martians. I mean, there has to be some way we can. Now, I want the people to know that they still have two out of three branches of the government working for them, and that ain't bad. Earth and Mars. Together. There is nothing that we could not accomplish. Think about it. Imagine the scams we can create and show the Martians how to steal from their people. All they need to do is meet the Democrats first. Kevin, Austin, Texas. <laughs> you always get me laughing before I talk to you. Hey, I want to, I want to reassure you. I don't think you're going to hell because the, the amount of compassion you showed when the one guy oh. talked about his wife at Passabay. I'm, I'm convinced you probably have a couple of decades, if not a few hundred years, of purgatory, however. Oh, uh, do I get to fight it, all day and sleep with the shield maidens at night? Because I'm interested in it. <laughs> you know, being a Viking, uh, a Viking defense, you, you got a good shot for that. But you know what? I want to tell you my experience. When I went up north, I want to see some buddies up there. We're going to go to Johnny's Beef or get some Alpine subs. I yeah. said, let's meet out. I said, oh, well, this COVID stuff, we want to go. I'm like, we'll, we'll, we'll sit, you know, stand six feet away from each other. Come on, let's go out. And they wouldn't go. And it's unbelievable the mentality that the difference between Austin, Texas, and up there. And yeah. that's why I call, because I want people to get involved so you, you have a government up there that it doesn't happen again. It was unbelievable. You got a better chance. You got a better chance of organizing this in hell than you do in Illinois. But I appreciate the effort. And besides, I'm from Melrose Park. Who the hell am I going to know in heaven? Uh, Don in Bloomingdale. Hey, Sean, I was wondering what you thought about uh, DHS denying uh, Robert Kennedy Jr. Secret Service protection after he's polling over 17%. He's got the money. He's got the name recognition, but they're not yeah. going to give it well, to him. Talk when about- you think about the relationship of Secret Service and the Kennedys, I think they're doing him a favor. Just my, <laughs> just me. You don't, I don't really – I don't think the Secret Service and the Kennedys – I think he should thank the Biden administration. He has a lot better chance of staying there for the debates. Thank you very much. I remember that last. You remember that, uh, Robert in Bloomingdale? What do you think, the Secret Service and Kennedys? Well, I don't have any use really for the Kennedys, but I'd like to see Robert Kennedy oh, debate this guy. This I, don't, interesting. I don't know. Back and to the left, and if you look at Ronald Reagan's tax plan, you realize it was JFK's. 312-642-5600. We've only got one segment left, plus the national anthem, and I'll give you an update on Jimmy Carter. I think he's going to have a wonderful Labor Day celebration. We'll be back after this. Nothing bad ever happens to the Kennedys! 
Кабас колбасит соло, колбасер по пояс голый. By the way, the military-industrial complex is way ahead of this alien story. Oh, yeah. They figured out a way to turn this into a big score. For each of you, yes or no question. Based off of your own experience or the data that you've been privy to, is there any indication that these UAPs could be uh, essentially uh, collecting reconnaissance information? Mr. Graves? Yes. Mr. Grush? Fair assessment, yeah. Mr. Fravor? Very possible. Again, in the national security vein, uh, is it possible that these UAPs would be probing our capabilities? Yes or no, Mr. Graves? Yes. Grush? Yes. Fravor? Definitely. Is it possible that these UAPs are testing for vulnerabilities in our current systems? Yes. More money, more yes. money, more money. Possible. What are you going to fight the aliens Do with, you, you feel, big dummy? based off of your experience and the information that you've been privy to, that these UAPs provide an existential threat to the national security of the United States? Mr. Graves? Potentially. Yes, sir, potentially. Uh, same answer, potentially. Yeah, I'd say Fravor. definitely, potentially. Mr. Graves and Fravor, you know. When these suits start saying it's a threat to national security, you're going to ramp up a lot of spending. Don't run. We are your friends. You don't need anything. I saw the Mars movie. All we need is a little Slim Whitman. Remember how it ended? It blew her little Martian heads up. I think that alien doesn't look so good. When I'm calling you. Slim Whitman will kill the aliens. Don't you worry about a thing. John Palatine. Hey, Sean. Hey, I was inspired by Kevin and Austin's uh, comment today, and I thought... Maybe uh, instead of illegal aliens, maybe we make the space aliens precinct captains to save Illinois. Well, I think that would. Although when the aliens take a look at the Channel 5 or 7 or 2 news that's broadcast at 5 o'clock in Chicago, the aliens are going to get back in their spaceships and they're going to go home. They aren't going to want any part of these Democrat sewers. I think, ironically, you may be safer than we are down here in Florida. I appreciate Well, we that. only let Chinese UFOs fly across the United States to take care of, uh, take our information. Yeah. Boy, oh boy, I wonder if the Chinese are working with the aliens. They're probably using the one. The aliens aren't going to want to use the dollar, and we need their alien money to pay off our national debt, John. We could really be behind the eight ball. Uh, in the meantime, everything is going to be fine. We've got the green energy czar, the, all the kinds of scandals. And don't forget, we've got the transvestite on our side. The transvestites can fight off the aliens. There's no question about it. And the swimmer who's been beating lots of women is Leah Thomas, and Leah Thomas has now gone full Antifa. He's posted a picture of himself. Although... Ms. Scanlon, uh, is Leah Thomas a man or a woman? Leah Thomas is biologically male. Did the University of Pennsylvania attempt to silence or censor you? Yeah, the aliens are going to be afraid of us. We got to, I think we should introduce them to the transvestites, confuse the aliens, play Slim Whitman. They'll just leave. There's no question they're going to leave. Um, or any of your teammates when the news broke. Uh, about a member of the team swim team would be joining your female swim team. Oh, and then, and then we've got our Congress people like uh, Jackson Lee. The beauty and wonderment of this nation is that every single person born in this country 
has the privilege of living under the flag of the United States of America. And today I rise to reinforce our love of country, our love of our soldiers and our veterans, but also our love of justice. I'm introducing today the China Gibson Stop the Transgender Murder Epidemic Act of 2023. Sheila Jackson Lee could investigate the murders in Chicago, the murders in New York, the murders in Dallas, the murders in California. She doesn't want to say, we've got a whole task force, another task force, Squirrel. Is to respect those who are different. And this particular bill... Will I can't wait for the aliens to meet Sheila Jackson Lee, Jerry Nadler. Now let's not forget Nancy Pelosi. Let me applaud you, uh, Adam Schiff. Who's oh, and Mitch McConnell. Let's throw him in there for the pause, the long pause. I'm rooting for the alien squirrel. In the meantime, don't forget... We're Americans. We're going to win this fight. It's just the American Dark Ages. The Democrats are in charge. And, you know, the gypsies, tramps, and thieves. In the meantime, we can always watch Cher. We could also send Cher impersonators to the aliens to confuse them even further. Have a good weekend. If you're in Chicago, keep your head on a swivel and enjoy. This is a... Who's, who's this singing the National Anthem, Squirrel? Joe Everson, who is painting, speed painting, while singing uh, the Iwo Jima Monument. Go ahead, Squirrel. Cue the music. Oh, say can you see by the dawn's early light what so proudly we hail at the twilight's last gleaming whose broad stripes and bright stars through the perilous fight or the ramparts we watched were so gallantly streaming and the rocket's red glare the bombs bursting in air gave proof through the night that our flag was still there oh say Have a good, safe weekend. I'll be back on Monday. You have a good weekend. Don't just have a great night. Have an American night. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn. 
With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.